This is the Hard Parking Podcast presented by NSX Channel on Instagram, your number one source of NSX content. I am your host, Jay Finning. Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I do things a little differently. This is the non-automotive automotive podcast, which basically gives me the freedom to do whatever I want. For those of you that fall in love with my opening speeches, this episode, I don't have anything super deep like I usually do. It's a more fun, loose episode. There is no technical rental car of the week. There is no builder's corner segment. I will tell you that I did just drive a Honda HRV for a week, and I'm putting together a really fun video where I trade in my car for this Honda HRV, and then I have to return the car. So I'll let you guys know when that is posted up on YouTube. The Infinity QX60 video that I did that I talked about like three episodes ago or whatever is finally on YouTube, so you might want to go and check that out. I'd appreciate it. That's Hard Parking Podcast on YouTube. So recently on social media, I put up a poll or I put up a forum and, and told people, hey, I need you to submit some answers for me. And so we're talking about what a stereotypical chick car is and a stereotypical chick drink. And there's a couple people who got kind of a little offended. And interestingly enough, they were the males who chimed in. A couple of guys that felt that that was a very sexist thing to do and how they don't see any car for being a chick car or guy car. It's just a car. And one thing I would say to those people is relax. Just relax. If you're a male, you don't get to tell all the women what offends you which should offend them first. And by the way, there are millions of women out there who will say, that's a girly car. That's a girly drink. You're going to cry like a little girl. So get over it. There's certain things in society that we just can't take too serious. And that's one of them. You're allowed to have things in jest. You're allowed to joke around a little bit. And generally, people have fun with it. So you have a chick car. Now, your hardcore car girl woman who's into the cars and all that kind of stuff, they're what you call an outlier. And even they will submit and laugh about chick drinks and chick cars. But I want to take something else really light. So last month we went to like a little cabin rental with a a few other couples and stuff. Drove by a Denny's and I saw a sign that said limited edition value meals, $2, $4, $6, $8. And I was confused because when I see limited edition, that tells me there's some collectability to it. I don't think anyone's out there collecting value meals, right? It seems like it would just say, for a limited time only. Limited edition. So I'm going to trade you my $4 value meal that I got in Payson, Arizona, for that really hard-to-collect limited drop quantity from Washington, D.C. We're trading value meals here because they're so collectible. These are limited edition meals from Denny's. $2, $4, $6, $8 value meals, limited edition. Collectability, collect yours now. Kind of silly, right? Coming up, chick cars, chick drinks, and Q&A with a special guest, Bob Marshall from the Bob Chat Podcast. So Alex and Jen, you guys are well-traveled, extremely well-rounded individuals, and I didn't want anybody on here who's too much of an expert one way or the other. Jen, I don't think you pay attention or care about cars at all, but... You oh, well, well. you have a barometer on things. And Alex, you sneaky smart with cars, but you both know alcohol. That's yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today is I polled a bunch of people on social media and I said, think of a stereotypical chick car and think of a stereotypical mm. chick drink. 
So, and one of the things I did when I tabulated the data today is actually I spent a lot more time on the cars than I did the drinks. So what are some chick cars you guys have noticed? Alex, is, what, do you, what do you associate with a chick car? Well, back in the day, a chick car was like a Pontiac Grand Am, like a Sunfire, uh, <laughs> something like that. So, Jen, what did you want for your first car? And then what did you have, like, through, if you had a car through high school okay. and college? Like, what did you have? So, I had a lovely Chevy Corsica. Oh, that was about my those. sweet whip. Um, it was clean as a whistle, just so you know, tinted windows, all that good stuff. Um, and what I wanted was probably... I don't know. I feel like at that time, everybody wanted to have like a Pontiac for some reason, like Alex was saying, a Grand Am or a Grand Prix for some reason, or just like anything that had a cool feature to it. Like I had a friend who had a Jeep and I thought that was pretty cool or like a convertible. So something like that. A convertible. Yeah. And, and you know, Alex, you, you talked about the Grand Am and I completely forgot. And we're all a little more old school. We're not old people. But one of the first things I realized when I moved to Michigan is like, is this is like the Grand Am capital of the world? Because all I saw were Grand Ams and Grand Prix and Sunfires because my wife wanted a Sunfire and they were complete little pieces of crap. Total chick car. <laughs> I love that you said Sunfire because I totally had a friend who had one of those. They're everywhere. So I pulled 162 people or 162 people submitted responses on chick vehicles, right? And of the 162... 15% came back with Volkswagen Beetle and 9% uh -huh. came back with Jetta. And then the next highest was mm -hmm. Mini Cooper at six. seems like everybody had a Beetle or a Jetta. You didn't want everyone a Jetta? Like, yeah, Jetta was like, pretty popular. Yeah. I think in Michigan, growing up in Michigan, the results were probably a little bit skewed because we were so close to Detroit. Right. And we had lots of American-made cars everywhere, which is probably why it was like Pontiacville, USA. I was just going to say, like, I definitely wouldn't have been mad at getting a Jetta back in the day because <laughs> I think that was looked at as a pretty good, you know, it looked like a, it was a pretty good car to have as like a high school or early college car, but it didn't have anything that was like unique to it, which is, I think is where that Beetle or, you know, that convertible or Jeep would come in. I think that people were looking for something a little bit different in what they had than just a typical sedan. So I'm thinking the the mid two thousand the, the early two thousands, the Jetta was kind of like the value Audi A four maybe, and like the young business professional woman or or girl I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't be embarrassed if you had a Jetta and you had to ride to work or somebody noticed. You definitely wouldn't have been embarrassed. You'd be this hot chick in a Jetta. So one of the women that I talked to, <laughs> she had she had responded. Most women, by the way, and I'm going to embarrass my wife here because she doesn't listen to the podcast as much as she should, which means she rarely ever listens at all. But I remember <laughs> when, we, when I took her out and we went to test drive, I promised her I'd get her an Audi. Okay, so this is somewhere around 2008, 2009. And we went to this place. So I'm going to alienate 90% of the crowd here. Because we went to the place on Division, which you guys know is in Grand Rapids. And there's an Audi dealership on South Division. So we went there and we're test driving. She wanted a Dolphin Blue Audi A4, which is a... And we're pulling out across the street. And she was tr trying to figure out how to how to drive. And she was making a left-hand turn on, like, I think, 54th. 
And I was like, they're honking at you because she was turning really slow. And her response was, that's right. They're honking at a girl in an Audi. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That's hilarious. All right. Like you were saying, like, you wouldn't be ashamed to be seen in a car like that. On the board, to be it said. fair, though. Yeah. People honk a lot. Well, in Grand they, they do. <laughs> but do you agree with the most women want something that they can get in, turn a key and go? Is that like a trick question? Um, That's yeah. a quote. I mean, like you want to get. I feel like you want to get from point A to point B for sure. Something low maintenance. Right. Yeah. I think, I like, think for women, I, like safety is important or low maintenance. I think the, the thing about the Volkswagen is like the Jetta is it's like you get the benefit of like the German auto engineering, which is, you know, most of the time superb, but in sort of like a Spartan package where it's kind of like no thrills. There's not a lot to worry about. So it, it's kind of a good all arounder for like, why, like why, why are these chick cars? So, so we got the Beetle, the Jetta, the Mini Cooper, the Fiat, the Mazda Miata, which I know a lot of guys with Miatas, but I remember when they first came out, in the ni- mm-hmm. early 90s, total chick car. Is it like you were it's saying? Is it like because they're cute? Kind of chick car. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> the Miatas are great cars, though. Like now, I mean, they're, they're, once, once they came out as autocross giants, mm-hmm. the guys started sucking them up and they part, started putting LS swaps in the old ones. But is it the fact that they're cute? They're not, you know, like this overpowered V8. I think it's definitely cuteness factor. You know, some, some cars, cars have personality, right? And like, if you look at a Mini Cooper, it's just, it's just not a masculine looking car. It's, it's shapeful, it's round, you know, it's soft, it's got soft edges, you know, the lines are softer. It's just not very masculine where like, I, I would never buy a Mini Cooper. I would also never buy a Camaro. But like, if you look at like a modern Camaro, hard edges, angles, very boxy, it looks muscular, just kind of like a, a pretty good contrast to a Mini Cooper. So I think looking at like why you would call something like a chick car, or a girl car, definitely has to do with like a cuteness factor or like, like softness of features and stuff. Like an econo box, right? Your wife, your daughter, this business professional who wants a car, she doesn't want to get into something and have to hit the gas and peel out because traditionally, stereotypically, women can't handle the power of a V8. Maybe that's the deal because guys... <laughs> Right, that's the thing, right? Because guys, we have a fascination I don't know if you're with baiting me here. Or not. <laughs> no, but you're like, no, I'm not. But guys, we have a fascination with pickup trucks, right? So every pickup truck that rides your ass on the highway, it's some fucking dude who's got his cruise control set on 90, speed limit 68, and you yeah. got to get the hell over or get ran over. Or it could yeah, be a true. chick with like a stock sticker in the window or something. I mean, depends <laughs> on where you live, I guess. And to be honest, the only person I knew who had a Mini Cooper was a guy back in the day who was obsessed with it. And I told him it was the lamest car because <laughs> it wasn't my speed. Um, but he swore by this thing. I mean, he was like, check out my car. And I was like, no. You know so, what's funny? I mean, I guess it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah could be- Mini Coopers are interesting because they have like a, there's like a cult following too. So like, although it's kind of a girl car, same thing with Miatas, I think. I think Miatas fall into that category too. It's like, I think of it as a girl car. Like I, I can fit in a Mini Cooper. I couldn't drive a Miata if I tried. Like you couldn't, you couldn't cram me into a Miata with a shoehorn. I just don't fit in them. 
So to me, it's still a girl car because I don't fit. But you would fit. I think you know why you would fit. And the dude, new I've tried in the new Miatas because I have a friend higher really? who's like six four, and he and he looks like he looks like uh, Mario Kart in the car, but he has a Miata. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, Alex has an inch on him. You're six five, right? Maybe he's I mean, six five. I, he I towers mean, not, over me. I would. I would, I would, I would smoke the wheels in a Miata. You know what I'm saying? But like, maybe with like sunglasses on and some tinted windows or something. So, Jen, like you were saying, if I were to see 20 Mini Coopers out on the road, I'd have to say at least 75 percent of them are being driven by dudes as well. Right. Yes. I feel like dudes are into like the dudes who are really into the British, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mini Cooper mobile. I'm just not. Like that wasn't my personal style, but he was like going on and on about the stats. I mean, this guy was in love with this car. He thought this was going to like win my heart and it did like the exact Hey baby, look what I got. Ever seen the Italian job? That's what's up. I don't know. I feel like to me, like it's a chick car because for various reasons, like a quote unquote chick car, I should say. But I think sometimes it's, like we were saying, that extra feature of making it unique or different because a girl, you know, might want to stand out back in the day. So whether that be like that convertible or that Jeep or whatever it is, otherwise safety, I think is a big thing, which a lot of people now are like, oh yeah, girls are always driving those hybrid cars and things like that. They want like safety and good fuel economy and that type of thing. And then otherwise, I feel like it's pretty generic because the difference is while the girls might want to stand out with like that one feature, they're not necessarily trying to stand out with the power or, you know, those stats that like a typical male would necessarily be looking at in a car. Yeah. Cause I think for us, a lot of times it's like a bravado thing, right? So girls want to be like, yeah. I have a cute, 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 got the cute purse, got the cute, this got the cute car with my cute friends. We're going to go to the mall real cute. Like, right. And the guys want to be like, yeah, check out my ride. I'm just going to, you know, like the Mustang guy, right? The V8 Mustang guy always wants you to know he's there, even when you're not looking. That's so true. That was another car I was going to talk about back in the day that everybody wanted to, whether it was a girl or a guy. It seemed like everybody wanted a Mustang for a period of time in like maybe the late 90s, early 2000s. So the Mustang came in at number eight with six votes, but they were very specific at the the old four-cylinder or the V6 Mustangs. Yeah. Although I know. Agreed. Being being in the car world down here, I know a ton of girls that have some of the cars on this list or some of the cars that you think would be guy cars, like the V8 Mustang, the Hellcat, you know, all, you know, all those but types are of these the Camaros. Like super into car girls? Yeah, they're car girls for sure. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Exactly. I think like all, all bets are off when, know you, the when, you're in the, when you're in the scene, yeah. I think all bets are off. Car girl was standing, yeah, because you would just want something nice and cute. Well, that and like you feel like you have to be knowledgeable and more, you know what I mean? And be able to compete with what a guy would have to to be able to be part of that community. So it would surprise me if like I wanted to be part of that community. I'd want to have like the stickest. What would you get? What would you get? What would you get? A pink Camaro. No. What? Yeah, right. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I can't see that. Absolutely not. Honestly, things she that a, I want She has right a pink Camaro like, that is her background on her phone right now. <laughs> yeah okay i think i would want something right now like i'm i'm into like 
a good classic or, you know, give me like a beach cruiser Bronco or something. Like I'd be into that. That's pretty hip. I'm super hip, Jay. Let's let's be real here. It, it don't hang up on me, but I was trying to think, I'm like, what is, cause you've had, you've, you know, you've had the, the, the bikes, you know, you have a Ducati and you had like mm-hmm. a, an R1 or something. I had an R1. Yeah. R1. Yeah. I was like, man, did Alex have a Mini Cooper? I like, I can't, I don't know. Did he? You know, what? Just, yeah, no. but it doesn't no, sound I like it. I would, I would be getting a divorce right now. I said had, had. <laughs> no. Well, after he no, was no, just never them. I, I went the opposite direction. I, I, I think uh, last car that I had when I was in Michigan was a, a Cadillac, like a big body DeVille. What have you owned in the last eight years? In the last eight years? How about 15? 15 years. Okay. And understand, like everybody listening, I don't, Alex is aware of vehicles. He's more of a bike guy. I don't consider him a hardcore car guy. I see you as somebody who wants to go. I disagree with that, Jay. I disagree with that. Alex has two Ducatis right now, but he, from the entire time I've known him, has worked on cars and knows a crap ton about cars. He loves cars. I do love cars. I if if I if I had the room, I would probably I'd probably add like a an F type and maybe like an old seventy two Nova, you know, just to go like modern and classic, or maybe like a like a Maserati Gran Turismo, or I think like top three right now would be F type Gran Turismo or like a late two thousands Aston Martin. I don't remember you ever driving around in a complete piece of crap, but I don't ever remember you carrying that much either but most of the memories are motorcycle yeah, no. but you didn't always have that so the last 15 years was cadillac deville i had a volvo 850 while i was ah, that's what it was the volvo 850 yeah yeah the volvo 850 and then it's basically been nissan's ever since you know the because volvo shared, that's, a, that's kind of a, a yeah, family we, slash chick car although i'm, I'm a fan of volvo but yeah he bought the Volvo to sell it, though. It wasn't like a, I love this car, I want to keep this. So he, I don't know. I feel like if Alex had a pole barn, he'd have a shit ton of bikes. Or, I'm sorry, bikes and cars. But And he loves working on them. But I feel like the cars don't represent, that he's had, don't really represent what he would have. Because also, he didn't make as much money back in the day. So he kind of just had whatever he had to get. Sure. Out. You agree with that, babe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your homie was poor. <laughs> yeah, man. From the ghetto, the ghettos yeah. of Grand, the ghettos of East Grand Rapids. So I'm looking at a, um, from the <laughs> a, a list of, uh, of 15, this article from hotcars.com says 15 chick cars that men should never drive. Okay. Okay. There's some funny ones on here. Okay. 14 is the Prius. I have a problem with this. Oh gosh. What are your guys' thoughts What's on the Prius? The problem? Um, I hate the Prius. I literally like every Uber in Seattle is a Prius, and it makes me want to die because I get car sick in it. Right. So that's that kind of that's perfect, right? Because the problem with the Prius being on here is that tons more guys own Priuses, whether they buy them for economic purposes, whether they're college dudes, or they're doing Uber and Lyft. Like I'd hardly ever see a woman in a Prius because of that. That's why I don't think it belongs. But a lot of Ubers and people are forced to buy those cars. Like out here, you have to have a Prius if you wanted to like pick up at the airport and stuff like that. 
But I think a lot of people who are doing any kind of rideshare gig, whether that be like a food delivery or a taxi service and things like that, drive Priuses because of the gas economy. You know, that's super economical. But I personally, as a girl, don't like Priuses, but I do understand why their key demographic might be a lady. Yeah, and I and I get it. But on this list, men should never drive because it's like, for the reasons that you said, you're going to see nothing usually but men, like probably 90% of the Priuses you're going to see on the road is going to be some dude, whether they're doing transportation, which accounts for probably 80% of it around the airport. Okay, here's Pontiac Sunfire made number 12. So we, we covered that earlier. <laughs> Mini Cooper is on here at number 11. Smart Car made it on here, which I like smart cars. They just happened to pick one with the Hello Kitty livery all over it. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. That point home. The Volkswagen Bug is number nine, which is the Beetle, the the current gen. I mean, there's a flower. There's a flower pot in it. It so, should be I number mean, one. Like, clearly, they were they were trying to, you know, have women. Aside from the old bugs, though, I feel like that's different than the new. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes flowers just brighten up your day, though. You know, what they do. Like, Absolutely, but have you ever ridden in one because they're not comfortable? Like yeah, it's no, not I, a car that you'd go, oh yeah, sweet. Like, like give me my flowers and I'll put them in, a, you know, somewhere else that I can look at them and smile. Worked with a guy in New Jersey named John something. I don't know, but I always nicknamed him Johnny Goggles because he <laughs> he was a short dude. His hair was cut really low. I think he was Italian. He always told me stories. I had to work the overnight shift with him a few times. Had these big Coke bottle glasses like a mobster, and his collar Ooh. was always like kind of popped. But Johnny Goggles had a black beetle, and it was a turbo beetle. Okay. And he had a body kit on it. He yeah. had a spoiler on it. He used to have this big orange racing stripe down the side. What? Yeah. And I asked him about it. I said, hey, Johnny. Well, he didn't know his name was Goggles, by the way. It was like the joke. <laughs> oh, you called him Goggles behind his back. Well, oh, right in front of him, but he never heard. So I, I had to sit in front of him, too. But it's like, I say, hey, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, what's up? What's up, Jay? I said, hey, man. What's up with your car? And he'd always tell me that his brakes had to get fixed and the brakes that they made for his Beetle, the aftermarket brakes were like no one else in the world made them. So then he gave me the specs and I gave him literally 30 shops within a 20 mile radius that had his brakes in stock. But then he, he said that he got pulled over for speeding. Yeah, like seriously, you saw always laugh at him like, listen, look at this guy, you know. In fact, I made him think that blinker fluid was kind of a thing because he kind of like a double take when we we're talking about blinker fluid. He's like, blinker fluid? What? Blinker fluid? I also feel like those cars too, like they make insane sounds these days. You know how like all cars have cams and, you know, all sorts of things. Our Murano makes crazy sounds all the time and things like that. But Murano like, also I was chick in car. My friends well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. A Murano is a chick car? A Nissan Murano is a chick car. Yeah, I think it was marketed to be. Yep. Why? I can't like tell you why. It's yeah. rounder and more luxurious. That's like the whole point. It's yep. comfortable and mm. it's got a lot of bells and whistles in it. Like I think mm -hmm. a Rogue, I think a Nissan Rogue would be would be maybe a chick car, but the Murano. Murano, yep. Murano is also a chick bigger. car. Murano is a corporate cousin to my car, which is also a chick car, my Infinity FX thirty five. Yeah, that's definitely a girl car. If I were to pull up to a corner and there were eight of them, I'd probably be the only guy behind the wheel. There might be another guy. Number eight is a Dodge Neon. Oh my gosh, a neon. I forgot about those. That is definitely yeah. a chick car. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Jeff. that's for sure a chick car. I had a, a a green Dodge Neon ES, so no power anything. 
Wow. The guy totally who accused me of that. owning a Mini Cooper. <laughs> hey, I own up to it. Here's, here's the deal. So remember the story I told earlier <laughs> about I told Yvette I'd get her an Audi? Yep. Okay. Yep. So at the time I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee and I traded it in to get her her Audi. And then I drove her Neon for four years until I bought my NSX. So I did my time. She didn't, you didn't buy that blue Audi though, did you? No, thought, it was red. I thought she had a red one. Yeah, it was red. Yeah. We were just test driving in it was blue. How'd she go from wanting the Dolphin Blue to owning a red one? So we were test driving that one in, in Michigan, and we didn't really like it that much. The price we were we were holding off, and then I found the the red one in uh, Chicago, St. Charles, Illinois. So we drove down there and grabbed that one. Nice. That's how we ended up with the red one. Mazda Miata comes in at number two. I agree with that. And then I number one, any minivan. Agree, I don't know. I think the Beetle is ranked too low on here, though, at uh, at number nine out of 15 when it was the number one. I think we should just settle on the Miata for a second, that it's definitely a girl car. <laughs> it's ranked number two on the list. I think we should also push up the Dodge Neon. For sure. <laughs> you want to talk about minivans? Oh, it, it, it literally says any minivan. Because yeah, here's the deal. Sense. I see guys in minivans, but the minivan is more of a mobile. Like you're not yeah, going right. to talk Yeah. I don't for sure. I don't think it's fair to call that like a woman, like a chick mobile when it's a mom mobile. Like I mean 100%. like it's like a parent mobile. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The Chrysler Pacific like, is not, pretty nice. I'm not going to be caught dead driving a minivan. So let's go to drinks. Yeah, let's talk about drinks. Cosmopolitan, I can kind of get that. Um so we talked about what makes a chick car and what isn't just on not necessarily black and white rules, but just people's perception. I kind of have a problem with some of the stereotypical chick drinks. So Alex, you were a bartender for a hot minute. Jen, like what do you, what did you drink? What do you like to drink when you go out traditionally? Um, now I feel like I go from either a craft cocktail, like a really good cocktail. I like, you know, anything from a gimlet to just something, you know, good with citrus or herbs and vodka. Something adult. Or I just want to go totally locale. Like, otherwise, it's just like, okay, cool. Give me a, a, seltzer, a seltzer, vodka, soda, or, you know, if we're doing wine, then we're doing wine. But I feel like I don't really venture much out of that framework. So what what is that thing that, so because Yvette does this too, where it's like, okay, I want locale. So I'm going to get a Tito's and muddled fruit or a Tito's and a squirt of soda and a lime. Mm-hmm. Like how much are you really, I mean, over the course of a night, are you really, or a couple of times, you should just be able to enjoy your drink. Like you were saying, your first one, like your craft cocktails. I don't think you're not enjoying it though. Like, I mean, at this age, like maybe before when you were drinking it and like. Can I get a lemon drop? Quantity, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like now, like you want something sippable and where you can have conversation and, you know, not get sick of for the night. Whereas I feel like if I have something that's way too sugary or way too dense, like I wouldn't be able to just drink beer all night or something. Like that'd be way too dense for me. So I feel like if it's something sippable where you're still able to be conversational and where you're not having to like, you know, feel super bloated or something, that's important. So why are Appletini's, Cosmos, and Margaritas, even Mojitos, which I love Mojitos. So why are those... What do you think? Do you think it's the, it's the container they serve them to you? Do you think that's that's a big part of it? Why they're considered chick drinks? Like, why do you guys think those are 
stereotypical chick drinks, even though they're not technically chick drinks, they're just drinks. Well, that's a really I mean, good question. Sweetness factor, fruity. To hide the like alcohol. Mojito, mojitos are delicious, but they're sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan. I mean, that just sounds like a girl drink. It's, you know, it's pink served up in a martini glass. You know, I mean, if you're a drinking something. Uh, yeah. If you're drinking, if you're drinking something out of a glass with a stem on it, that's like seven out of 10 points on the girl drink scale already. So I was reading yeah. something that, that, that talked about, you know, martinis being one of the most pretentious drinks out there. And I'll order a martini if I'm at a steakhouse. Usually that's my, my, my drink of choice is I'll either get like a, a dirty gin. martini. I get a dry one. So it's either, but I'll have, I like blue cheese olives and I hate olives traditionally, but martinis got me into olives. So I'll have either a gin martini or a vodka martini, depending on what kind of vodka or gin they have to offer. I feel like a dirty martini is unisex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know guys who like dirty martinis, girls who like dirty martinis. But if it comes to something like, super fruity, then it's more girly. Right. I feel like if you're drinking, uh, if you're drinking martini that has an olive or olives in it, in public, like people can see you sitting at the bar drinking this drink, like the girly factor of the stem, the stemmed glass is completely negated by the fact that you're drinking a martini. But that's the only exception. No, that makes that makes sense because in it, I mean, we're talking a traditional martini. So, you know, there's so many teenies, like an apple teeny, right? Or a chocolate teeny or whatever the hell they're called. And it could, depending on what's in the device too, what's in the glass changes. And I think for us or for that, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's considered, you know, black tie event drink type of deal. You know, it's a James Bond type of drink. Right. Well, how do you, how do you feel about like, cause I know sometimes just going to dinner with Alex, even if it's supposed to be traditionally served in a margarita glass or sorry, a martini glass, he at times will be like, no, just put it in a normal, like in a regular cocktail glass for me. Even though he'll like it, like he would drink an espresso martini or, you know, whatever it was, but he would prefer for it to be in a stereotypically more masculine. Like a Ross class? Yeah. It also depends on the venue too. Yeah. Just putting this out there, I'll drink anything. And sometimes at home, when I make a martini, I don't feel like whipping out the stem glass, a martini glass. So I can get down with that. But why do you think it's like a lot of guys do do that though? Like what about a stem would make it girly if in reality there's wines that are supposed to be served with stems traditionally? I think it's not being comfortable Wine. with who they are. Maybe some insecurities, the masculinity type of deal, which is all bullshit, of course. I think wine I think wine's different though. I I don't know. I think I think if you're drinking something generally speaking if you order a drink and it comes in a stemmed glass and it's not wine or a martini specifically. Okay, so say a Manhattan. I don't know. That's why I always order the old-fashioned because the Manhattans are going to come up in a stemmed glass. It's usually some kind of fancy glass and they're usually a little smaller. And, like, I'm a giant dude. You are. And I just look silly holding a tiny little stemmed glass. So, you know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of places that I go to, they're going to serve you the Manhattan and the old fashioned in the same cup. It's just the slightly different ingredients. 
like one thing different. I've never seen an old fashioned in a stunt glass. I've always, I, I've well, often seen a Manhattan. Yeah, I see Manhattans and old fashions in like your like a typical rocks class. I've never seen like you were saying, and I've and I've had Manhattans in a stem glass, but most of the time it's going to come in a rocks glass when I'm out. Yeah. you guys go out a lot. I also just well. prefer the, I also just prefer the ice. Yeah, or the or the big, just the big cube where you can't even see the cube. Yeah, just the the single yeah the single perfectly clear cube. Also, like the cherries and the old fashioned, like the good cherries, not like those bullshit red maraschino things. The Luxardo cherries. Yeah, the Luxardo cherries. Those mm-hmm. are good ones. We're making you a good ma- uh, old fashioned when you come here, Jay. If you order a drink and it comes in a stem glass, I think seven out of ten times it's probably going to be garnished with like a sprig of some herb or something and like a little slice of fruit on the side or there's going to be some kind of float in it. They decorate those drinks to be. Alex is a garnish hater, by the way. I don't know how he was a bartender because he's a garnish hater. Yeah, it's art, right? I mean, it's art. It's art. It is art. It's art. You know, you brought up Alex. You brought up the wine thing earlier, and that's that seems to be a big thing too. So a lot of men aren't comfortable drinking, and we're talking not sophisticated people like us, fine gentlemen. But just in general, if you go somewhere, it's like, would you like a glass of wine or a beer? I'll take the beer. I don't need no fucking wine. Psh, right? And so they grab the beer. They grab their <laughs> Mick Ultra or their Bud Light because they want a man's drink, right? Although that glass of wine is anywhere from 9 to 14% alcohol by volume. And that beer is like 5 to 6% at the most. So I wonder if it's like we were saying earlier, it's like it's got to put hair on your chest. It's got to be bitter. It's got to burn your throat to be a masculine drink and anything else makes it a girly drink because it tastes good. I think the guys that are ordering a Bud Light or a Bud Heavy or, you know, a Michelob or something like that, whatever, they're avoiding like the refinement. Like this, the same guy that orders that drink would, would also not order an old fashioned as much as he would not order uh, Cosmopolitan or whatever. Don't you think it's quantity too, though? Like sometimes you're just in a situation where you want to drink a lot of beer and it's something that's easy and you can just like, you know, move around with it. And wine is more, it's something where it's a downer enough where you're going to be like kind of seated, kind of warm. You're not really going to be like that if you have like throw back a couple Bud Lights. But then there's also guys who are like, well... I don't want a chick drink. I don't want a glass of, especially white wine. White wine gets all the shit, right? It's okay to have red wine, but you can't have white wine. And I think there's there's different levels of so drinking. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. There's different levels of drinking. So I think when you think of a chick drink, if you're talking about like a lemon drop or some high school, or not high school, but 21-year-old college shit, it's completely different than once you start stepping up to like, like you were saying earlier when we started, you know, a more refined mixed cocktail from maybe like a speakeasy place. And then from guys, well, right. I was just going to say, you know, we're also back in the day, it was like, what's the cheapest thing I can get that will get me where I want to go the quickest, like the cheapest and the quickest, which is, you know, the most disgusting, <laughs> like well, vodka, right, well, vodka or like well, rum and coke. Exactly. Can you, can you never speed. say... Can you never say the cheapest and the quickest again? That was super creepy. 
Continue the on. cheapest and the quickest. <laughs> what do you got for the cheapest and the quickest? There's 20 bucks. Make it quick, baby. <laughs> Whereas now, you know, like, you know, we go to dinner and, I, you know, I mean, we could, I could spend $15 on an old fashioned, you know, because I want to enjoy the cocktail. I'm not necessarily looking to like go from zero to 100 in 2.5 seconds. I just want to enjoy my drink and like maybe another one, you know. And yeah, that's a good it. point. Because, I mean, you go into the bar in the club and you want to hurry up. You want to fight for room at the bar. You want to order three or four drinks for you and the crew. Yep. You throw them down and you dance and somebody has to go back and get more. And as older you get, you just want to relax. You trend away from the, the hardcore clubs and now, you, now you're all about the lounge. Sit down, order the nice drinks. You know, it's not necessarily expensive, but no one... No 21-year-old is out there trying to sip. It's going to tell you the difference between fucking scotch and bourbon. No. They're going to say, yeah, I like to drink whiskey. Let me get, hey, no offense to anybody out there, but let me, get, let me get a Jack Jack and Coke. You know, let me get a Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. You guys ever had that? <sighs> Boy, that shit is good. It's like, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like Alex is like a mixture of all the things we talked about right now. Like, I feel like he can definitely go like, give me the super light beer. Cause I'm drinking all day or it's like, okay, cool. We're going wine tasting. I want a bunch of wine or give me that good cocktail. But I feel like you also can be like on the airplane. Like I want a Jack and Coke. Sure. I'm versatile. <laughs> all the things. I can't, I just, I can't be defined. No, what it is, what it is, Alex is it's like karate class. I thought about this as Jen was explaining it, right? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. You go and you learn little shit, how to block and stuff. And that's the beginning of drinking, right? You're not a Kung Fu master from day one. As you get older, you've learned all the different styles. So, you know, the basic style, which is the Jack and Coke. So you're comfortable ordering it because you know you have some advanced old fashioned shit in, in, your, in your arsenal, right? <laughs> That's what it is. You don't walk in with the old fashioned. <laughs> you walk in with the Bud Light and the shot of Fireball and whatever else. That's what it is. So that's what you are. You're like the Kung Fu master. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When you guys get out here, we'll do some Kung Fu master of booze because as you, I, I, I've got some stuff. All right, I got some stuff for us to drink. We were just talking about that. We need to go out and see your sweet bar set up. You know, I got four Glen Cairns so we can all, I, everybody comes to my house. I just say, okay, what do you want to drink? Put it down. We'll pour it. We'll have some. So, yeah. That sounds lovely. Sir. I got some Seagram 7 for you too if you want some of that. But Hey, I'll, hey, I'll drink well, Seagram 7 and 7. Um, You can't. You heard about the Seagrams, lady. That's, that's a whole other podcast episode. Is that on the, is that on oh. the no-fly list too? It's oh. on the no-fly list. So we have Seagram. She's just the heir, though. Okay. So, I mean, she's the heir of the fortune. She's not the original folks, but. All um, the same. But so here we need to look that up. We have Seagram's. We have Seagram's because my dad bought it when he was here almost an exact year ago, and it's still there because I don't drink it. (laughs) That people said? Newcastle. Um, Hey, I went over the top ones. We don't have nothing really good. We had, you know. Cosmo and Appletini and Margarita, White Claw, Zima. What's, what's number one? Number one would be Cosmo. Okay. Mm. 
That surprises me. Okay. Cosmo, Margarita, White Claw. And of course, White Claw is a recency bias, of course. Mimosa's on here. I added Mimosa. I was oh, yeah, so disappointed that nobody said Mimosa. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Bottomless Mimosas? Well, that's because they sell Manmosas now. Yeah, but... Which is so annoying. Manmosa meaning a bigger mimosa. All right, Alex Jen, thanks for uh, for joining to talk about these very important things, chick cars and chick drinks. Do you want these people to follow you at all on in social media or no? Um, Alex is his public. At Alex Jimia, yeah, or whatever. That yeah, is. I'm at um, Simply Jonesy, but it's private. Yeah, yeah. But it's still okay. You can still at, at Simply Jonesy me. Thanks, buddy. It's good talking to you. <laughs> Thanks, Come guys. visit us soon. I want to thank Alex and Jen Gamina for spending some time talking about chick cars and chick drinks. One of the drinks that I think we talked about, but not too much, is White Claw, because that's kind of a newer thing. There's an old, there's a Scooby-Doo meme out there where it has uh, them taking off the White Claw's mask and underneath it being really Zima, which is kind of funny. Thing about White Claw, though, is most of the time when I see White Claw, it's a guy who brings it to the party. Because here's the thing. Stuff like White Claw, Clamadas or the the Beeritas, you know, those things are great for taking to the lake, great for on the boat, great for house parties, great for pool parties, because you can drink them all day. They have a little bit of alcohol content, so you can still get your buzz on. I mean, it's all right. I remember Zima. I thought Zima was okay. I didn't drink a lot of it, but I did not drink it. So if someone offered me a Zima, I would drink it because it tastes good. It doesn't have to taste like shit to be a man drink. In fact, a lot of mixed drinks, Sex on the Beach, a lot of those mixed female foo-foo drinks have a lot more alcohol in them than your average man drink. So think about that. Pina colada. Someone put that on here. Pina colada. I'll take a pina colada. I feel like coconuts. Getting caught in the rain. All about pina coladas. I wouldn't order a Cosmopolitan, not because of what's in it. It's just I like my drinks. I don't, as you get older, I think, you trend away from the super sweet stuff. So for those of you who have followed me for a while and follow me on social media, you know, I like drinking whiskey, whether it's bourbon or scotch. I like drinking whiskeys. Some stuff on the rocks, some stuff neat, some stuff with a squirt of water. And the reason I do that is because I it takes me longer to drink it. Like, I enjoy it. But if you give me a Coke, like a rum and Coke, I will f- I'll be done in like five seconds. And I'm always the guy everyone looks at and they say, holy shit, Jay, you're done already? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And so I found myself drinking more and more and more of those, we'll call them well drinks the well-mixed drinks because they're just so delicious, the sweetness. So if you give me a Jack and Coke, which I'm not a big Jack, I'd rather shoot Jack. I'd rather just take a shot of Jack. But if you give me a Jack and Coke, hell, Jameson and Coke or Jameson and Ginger, that shit's going to be gone like that. So at least if I have just Jameson on the rocks, it's going to take me longer to drink it. So instead of it taking me 90 seconds to drink it, it's going to take me a minute and a half. Coming up, Q&A segment with special guest Bob Marshall of the Bob Chat Podcast. 
It's time for the Q&A segment sponsored by Warriors Collection brings forth special characteristics that are being taken for granted. Courage, honor, integrity, loyalty, respect, and commitment. Catch up to the Warriors Collection brand on Facebook at Warriors Collection brand or find them on Instagram, Warriors underscore collection underscore. Today's special guest is Bob Marshall all the way from London. Ontario Bob is a host of the Bob Chat Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. No better person to have as a guest for the Q&A segment because his podcast is all about Q&A and it's funny as shit. Bob, what's up, man? Welcome. What is going on, my brother? What's up, Jay? How are you? Any better, I'd be you. What are you drinking on because you're always sucking on beers and shit? Uh, right now, I'm enjoying a cold, delicious bush, uh, smooth as mountain stream and cold as its name. Head for uh, yeah, the mountains uh... of bush beer. <laughs> Pretty much, man. That's uh, that's how we do it up in Canada, in the Great White North. Eh? We uh, like to drink beer, go fishing, hunt, and all that good stuff. So what's uh, what's been going on? You're uh, you're down in Arizona, are you? Yeah, I'm down in the AZ, man. Just uh, living la vida loca, sipping awesome. on some Brook Latic, the classic Latte. I did a really shitty yeah. YouTube video doing a like an opening, opening this bottle and tasting it. Except for in the video. The actual taste was literally the third time because I'd screwed up the first two times. So I was already like a little tipsy on an empty <laughs> stomach. Wow, I just opened this bottle and it's half gone. Who's been <laughs> right. drinking my whiskey? Right. Uh, it's right. you, Jay. <laughs> right. If you see the video, it's it's missing quite a bit from the top. So Amazing. Um, so I know it's your Q&A and I hope you, you don't mind if I ask you a question first. Is that okay? Oh, no, of course, man. I mean, dude, your show is all about crazy questions, man. What I want to know is because I know that we, you know, we have certain uh, stereotypes of, of Americans, obviously, in Canada. What I want to know is what are some Canadian stereotypes that you have heard or that you know that people think about us, if any at all? A. Everything, a, yeah, everything oh, is A, which you already dropped like two or three of those. It's A, buddy and A, buddy and guy. A, buddy and guy. <laughs> yep. A, buddy and guy. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's a fair one. That's a true one. There's not a lot going on outside of the city, so it's it is uh, it's def it's, it's like wilderness family up there. So there's plenty of great fishing. Um, all your police oh, ride on ride on horses. Are, are there mounties all over the place, or is that like a specialized thing now? Uh, that's yeah. They they have cars. They they <laughs> okay. have cars. Um, damn it. They uh yeah. Damn it. There's yeah. There's there's literally just horse shit everywhere. It's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can't even drive. You can't even walk down the sidewalk. It's unbelievable. Um, no, they, uh, there are a lot of Mounties. It's more of like a, uh, more of like a ceremonial thing, I guess yeah, you would say, sure. um, like in parades and stuff like that. But, uh, no, they have cars, they have cars. So yeah, no, uh, but the wilderness for sure, man, there's, uh, there's a lot of woods. Uh, we do enjoy good fishing, good hunting, all that kind of stuff. Well, speaking of parades, you should see our parades, man. Usually they have a bunch of people dressed up as officers and they have like these, these hard foam batons. And they're just running around just oh. beating random people on the parade. It's just the fucking craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. Is this fourth of July or <laughs> this sounds amazing? <laughs> this is actually every day. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Macy's. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Macy's uh, parade. That's uh, the only reason why I watch parades. I know. Now, see the, the beatings. So yeah, shit is crazy down there, man. Um, but you know, and but you know what? Things are things are crazy up here too. But uh I don't know. I don't yeah. Uh, but the stereotypes, yeah, we don't live in igloos, by the way, if that is one that you hear. We actually, we have real houses. No, so, we reserve those for the Alaskans and, uh, and Santa Claus. So, so yeah, so those are the Canadian stereotypes. So, yeah, we do say A a lot. Uh, there's a lot of wilderness. But uh, actually, and yeah, we have cars. It's great. 
actually a lot the majority of the canadian population lives within like two two thousand like or 200 miles of the american border no no shit like we're we're super close man like i like i live two hours away from detroit i i've literally i fish across the detroit river and it actually if you can see the chrysler building you're gonna catch fish so <laughs> that's rule, rule of thumb bro rule of thumb um but yeah no we're i mean I, and we're very americanized right but uh it's just funny when you hear canadian you hear americans talk about canadians and and oh they're so nice and uh oh yeah you know out there in uh, canada eh? right you know? i sound like somebody from wisconsin now but, i was gonna say you know the, no, between wisconsin yeah. Oh, yeah, and minnesota we have we have pretty good practice in the up of, of, of michigan <laughs> yeah pretty much right but, how's your health care uh, yeah uh <laughs> Because uh, here we think know, we, we think healthcare is you just go up there and get everything done for fifty five cents to nothing. Like that's not well, true, though, right? So now, so what you got to understand about the healthcare is that uh, okay? So everybody says, "Oh, you have free healthcare," but it's not like that. But we pay tax. Like, so you live in Arizona. What's your state tax? Six, seven percent? I don't know. I'm just gonna say eight. Because uh, we go eight percent. Okay. Because we go to Florida. We have a condo in Florida, so we go to Florida frequently. Uh, well, not now because of the coronavirus, but usually we we actually we usually go to Florida for Fourth of July. Awesome time, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, but you're, the state tax is like five percent there. So here we have we have a provincial tax because we have provinces instead of states. So we have a provincial tax as well as a federal tax. So like every time I I pay fifteen percent. So every time I spend a dollar, I pay fifteen cents in tax. Whoa. So you you know so everyone says oh we have free healthcare, but but we we pay for it with tax right but it but it but i mean in the long run like you know a normal person hopefully you don't need to go to the hospital you know that many times in your life right but if i break my arm i can walk in get a get a cast on and i'm, I'm good to go i walk okay. out that's it I don't, I don't pay a dime but i pay for it in taxes right so and how many times have you broken an arm in your life an arm zero fingers many like i'm a skateboarder so uh fingers dislocate you know dislocate fucking shoulder broken fingers broken a toe like it's it's not fun but uh but if i ever do break an arm i, I can just you know i just stroll into the emergency room i might have to wait six hours but you know and they'll they'll patch you up and send you on your way you know they hand you a beer on the way out <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm moving there at first, I was like, yeah. I'm never moving there because I think your liquor stores close at like three in the afternoon or something just up ridiculous. I know it's not that early, but I know this is they're like state or, or Providence ran, right? The our government liquor stores <laughs> yeah. like close at like five. So in, uh, so in Ontario, where I live, like in Alberta, for instance, they have 20, like they have uh, liquor and variety stores, which is like 24 hours a day, right? So in Ontario, we don't have 20, like it's all run by the province. So our liquor stores close like nine o'clock at night. No, it's not too bad. And they open up. And they open at 11 in the morning, but we actually, just in the last year, we've got uh, beer and wine into grocery stores. Compared to America, dude, it's day and night. Like, it's like we go down there, we go to Total Wine, which in Florida, I love. And I describe to people as like the Walmart of liquor. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just everything you want. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Walmart, yeah, Walmart, while it offers a lot of things, which, by the way, liquor is one of them. We don't necessarily associate Walmart as being great, although it's a necessary evil. I love, I love Total Wine. Okay. It's the epitome of it's the epitome of liquor. And I and I saw you made a post about Total Wine, so I have been to Total Wine. I want you to know that it's it's awesome. Let's get into some so, of these questions. Yeah, I, so slow turbo, give me a question. Slow turbo asks, Yingling. Okay, perfect. You're head Yingling. Yingling just announced they're going uh, national in the U.S. Has Bob ever had it? Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a it's like a Chinese beer, is it not? <laughs> no, 
Is it a? It's a logger it, out of Pennsylvania, it, is, but you were close. Oh, it's out of Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um, but I believe I have had that because I've had a lot of beers down there, like the Yingling, uh, like Natural Light, like all those American beers. You this know, fool that, said like, Natty Light. Have here, right? This fool said Natty, Natty Light. Light. Natty Lights. Yeah, I want thirty cans of beer for twelve dollars. But I, I, but I do believe I've had that though. It's got, it does have like, has like an eagle on it with like a Y on the, That's on the bottle, correct? Did you just yes, Google I've that? Had that before. No, I didn't. I swear to God, I, uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've had that. I thought of it, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, Yingling, you think it's Chinese?" But no, it I sounds Asian. Sure. But I have, it does sound Asian, right? It sounds I'm Asian, right, you know. But uh, no, I have had that, and so Turbo, what was his name? Turbo, what? Slow Turbo. Slow Turbo. Yeah, I have had, yeah. uh, I've had it before. Yes, and uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't, can't remember what it tastes like. But uh, it's just another lager. Yeah, pretty much. It's right? good. Like, I mean, it's it's good. Like I, I've had Yingling before. Um, I don't even know. Is it? Hey, Chris, right into the show and tell me, Chris is a slow turbo. Yes, I don't even know if we have it here. Head. I think we have it here. I, I don't know. I've had it and it's good, but it, when I go to the store, I'm not looking for it. Yeah, right. It's it's just one of those beers. Like, I mean, and you guys have a million beers. Now, <laughs> I was gonna say we got a lot of like, beers. You have so many beers, and I love beer. I mean, but up here, you know what I mean? Like we, and and by the way, our beer is stronger. I want you to know that. You've heard that song. You know that song? No, I I don't know that song. I don't know any of the Canadian songs. It's a country song. It's like I don't uh, listen to country. You uh, okay? You know, I'm gonna send you the link. It's uh, it's called Stronger Beer. It's basically a country song about how um, you know, you got Brian Adams, or you got Bruce Springsteen. We got Brian Adams. Blah 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 blah. But we've got stronger beer. It's yeah. We'll talk about it later. Anyways, okay. Yeah. yeah Cause like, that, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. So, so Trey's it, underscore AMG asks at what temperature do you think too cold? I, I wrote this down wrong. At what temperature is it too cold to swim? Do you like to go swimming? Uh, I do like swimming now. I gotta, but now you gotta remember though, that we, we use Celsius. We don't use, or we don't use uh, Fahrenheit. So I know, I believe uh, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius. That's about right. my knowledge of the of the conversion. Um, for me, I don't know what's 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 like 70. What's 72 in in Fahrenheit or in, in Celsius? I don't know the conversion. Like, so are you so 72 Celsius or 72 Fahrenheit? Oh, definitely Fahrenheit. Celsius, you're burning your skin. <laughs> yeah, you would in Fahrenheit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh um, celsius is 22 right so 22 so 72 degrees are fahrenheit is you're saying is okay to swim so 72 degrees outside oh okay so is the pool heated or you're just asking for the outside temperature he didn't say lake large body of water because you're right the answer will oh, vary depending on the um, water okay. um honestly if it was if yeah if it was like 25 degrees outside uh, i'll go swim any day I mean, we're pretty much like we do polar bear dips, like you know what I mean. So we're talking when you say twenty-five degrees, you're talking Celsius, right? Yeah, I don't okay, know. So that's we okay. Up. So that's seventy-seven for people playing along, because I pulled up Google okay. and I'm typing, yeah. <laughs> I'm typing in the numbers. <laughs> so Goddamn the, Canada, figure it out. <laughs> so was that the first day at seventy-seven? Uh, I mean, so we're talking like a spring day. You're like, okay, it's getting nice outside. We're gonna go swimming. Um, I mean, but 25 degrees, man, like that's like, that's a nice breezy day. Like right now, like it was, it was 15 degrees today and like I'm outside in the t-shirt. It was nice, you know? So yeah, it is. Uh, okay. So I think for me, 
And it's weird here, right? Because we have the Atlantic, we have the Pacific, and then we have the bodies of water north and south. I have a swimming yeah. pool, and I'm in Arizona. Oh, you do have a swimming pool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I average, the dream, eh? I average maybe one and a half swims a year. Really? My entire life, I've had some sort of a pool. I've gone entire summers without getting in the water. So <laughs> Why? I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. Like when we go yeah. to San Diego, it can be 86 degrees. The water is cold, but you get used to it quicker. And as long as oh, I can yeah, get used sure. to the water quick, then it doesn't matter. When I lived in Michigan, it'd be 86 degrees. Lake Michigan is cold as fuck. And the temperature oh, yeah, is always that. 10 degrees cooler at the at the water. So at that point, it's got to be like 95 degrees. It's got to be literally in the middle of the summer before I will step foot in that water. So it's got to be <laughs> 88 to 96 degrees for like three weeks straight. Then I'll get in the water. Jay, all you got to do is just go wait. Once you're waist deep, you're fine. Your body will adjust. <laughs> well, no, it's that thing, right? I'm one of those people. It'll take me an hour and a half to get in the water because once it starts getting around your hips, it's just yeah, insane. You're like, Here, you got to take the plunge. You do. You're right. You know, I'm standing there and I'm always like, okay, here we go. One, two, three. And I don't do shit. But <laughs> like here in Arizona, it gets so just hot. Kidding, I'm going back to the beach. Right. <laughs> oh, I left something at the house. <laughs> go, go back to the house, sit down and play in some old, some Nintendo or something. But here at my yeah, pool, I have a party pool. So it's like 25 feet long. It's at, at most maybe just over six feet deep on the deepest end. So in the dog okay. days of summer, you can get in and, and at night and you can just go right in. It's almost like bath water. It's just, it's, it's just like, it's like stale bath water with chlorine. It's just, you go right in. And then honestly, it's not even refreshing. Yeah, if it's uh, stale bath water, you could probably sell that online. People are buying like crazy. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's got the dirt that? ring in it, you know, kind of along the edge, have just you, like bath water. Have so. you seen that? People buying like these chicks, like cosplay chicks, bath water. It's like, what are what? you going to do with that? Yeah. Have you not heard of that? No, I haven't heard There's of like, that. Oh, Okay, well, okay, sorry, Jay. I just I thought you were on the internet. Yeah, no, there's all these weirdos out there, like all these cosplay chicks. Like they're like, as soon as the pandemic hit, they're like, oh, I got an OnlyFans, or uh, I'm selling my bathwater. It's like, what is this? Lots of yeah. OnlyFans. Haven't heard about the bathwater. I think you that don't want sounds to know disgusting. But just for research yeah, ever- after the show, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Doubt. See how I'll much look it into costs. It. Just to I'll know. look into it just so I can complain about it. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's gross. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings memes about it. You know, when she gives uh, Frodo, uh, like the, <laughs> the white and there's like, so it's like, it's like the age, it's like, uh, it's like the cosplay check. And she's like, she's like, here, here's my bath water. And Frodo's like, well, she's like, that'll be $35. <laughs> nice. Um, but, but speaking of movies, uh, because you, so if you're, if your listeners don't know, uh, they should be listening to Bob chat. Uh, I'm a huge movie guy. I love movies. Movies are pretty much a staple in my life. Pretty much half of my vocabulary and what I talk about is based on movies. Um, what I want to know, though, Jay, is what is your favorite movie? Because I've never asked you that, and I want to know. I hate this question. Why, why do you hate this question? Just pick one. It's I, tough. No, it's hard. I can't pick one. There's, I, I can't pick one because there's so many styles of movies, and it depends on your mood. Okay, can I ask you? Okay, can I ask you a question then? Let me, let you just me, let did. me rephrase. The, it's my turn okay, now. I know. Okay, well, let me rephrase the question. Okay, because you didn't give me a solid answer. Okay, instead of saying what is your favorite movie, what movie would you say has the most watchability for you? What's a movie that you're like, okay, you're hungover, you're sitting on the couch on a Sunday, you're like, you know what? I don't know what to watch. I'm going to throw this on because I don't. I've seen it a hundred times. And I love it. You know, one this movie we've watched, yeah, baby. 
you know, one movie we've watched a lot lately is Just Go With It. I don't know just if you've seen that movie, it. but I've probably I seen it 65 times in the last 365. I think so. I think I've seen it. Is it like a role? Is it like a rom com? It's a rom com. It's an Adam Sandler rom com. Yeah. Him and Jennifer Aniston. Oh yes, Brooklyn I Decker. have seen that. That's not. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad movie. Okay, it's Did just, your wife it's, make it's, you watch that, or you just love yeah, it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we both we both really like it. It's just we laugh every time we we see it. There's so many movies that fit that category. You know, there's yeah. some, okay. sometimes you want to watch action. Like I can fucking put on the expendables, you know, I can watch any Terminator except for Terminator oh, yeah. Genesis. I, I hate that one. I fucking hate that one, but have you seen the new one. Have yeah. Seen I've seen it. One? I've seen it. Yeah. I love how he's like, I told her don't do drips. That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's like they turn him into this crazy guy. And so if uh, I just watched uh, the fellowship for like the thousands time the other day, so. That's my life right now. Okay, well, good answer. Good answer. I'll uh, maybe I'll just you know what, Jay. Sometimes you just, just got to go with it. You know. So there you go. <laughs> I wish the, I wish the sound effects worked. I'd play one of those right now. I could always <laughs> add it in post. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to ask me one now? Yeah. So, do you feel that today's politics have become toxic in general? And this is from Chris Nestor, by the way. Okay. Now, can I? Okay. See, I don't. I don't really like to talk politics. Me either. I feel like it. Uh, it's a, yeah, and it's a tough question. So, how about this? How about I ask you? How about we take uh, Chris's question and we kind of put a spin on it and say, okay, maybe things are toxic in politics right now. But how about this? If you could single-handedly choose anybody, okay, alive, dead, or a fictional character to be the next president of the United States, oh, this is uh, good. Who would you? Who would you choose and why? And you know what? Maybe this will. Maybe you pick somebody that's not going to make it toxic. How about that? Boom. I'm gonna Bob pick Chad. Arnold. I'm gonna pick Bob Arnold Schwarzenegger, Barking. and I don't know how good of a job he did in California. Are you? Are you? I am because he has the experience, at least. Okay. Wow. Well, all right. And I'm not gonna okay, say Morgan Freeman can... because that's easy for people to say. Just because Morgan he can Freeman. read super slow doesn't mean he's fit to be president. Uh, do you ever want him to just narrate your life, though? I no, no, I don't want him to narrate Why? my life. <laughs> Why not? Because people tell people tell me that I should be the next Morgan Freeman with this fantastic voice I have. You do have a very sultry voice. I'll give you that. I will give you that. It's, then uh, Jay sat down and did the hard no parking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I met Bob from Bob Chat, I thought, there's a tall drink of water. <laughs> You know what? You Is know that how that reminded me of it. <laughs> it didn't remind me of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> remind me of uh, Forrest Gump. So I would like Forrest Gump. You know, maybe. Yeah. I was trying to go for a Shawshank, but it didn't work. Anyways, me too. Okay, and so I was probably way off. So who okay, would you pick what for? So what's the guy who runs? What's the person? The figure who runs Canada? Is it a president? Oh, God, or is it I, don't else? Mean, I don't. It's no, we have a prime minister in Canada. Okay, so, so who, uh, who's your prime a, minister? If you can just pull anybody uh, out of your butt. I. Okay, because I hate the guy we have now. Um, if I could pull anyone on my butt to be prime minister, see, I would like to pick someone Canadian, um, obviously, because they need to be Canadian. You know what? I'm going to, if they could be alive or dead, I'm going to say Celine Dion. Rick Moran. <laughs> no, she's French. We don't want her. Oh, I thought she was um, Canadian and Indian. Oh, who is it? Is it that Canada? chick who says hello? Uh, no, Celine Dion is Canadian, but she's from oh, Quebec. Okay. So, All right. So she's, she's French Canadian. No, um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about the, the whole, uh, uh, Anglo, Fr uh, Frank, French, Anglo, French, Canadian, uh, dispute at another day and age. Basically. Okay. So basically imagine you had a state in America 
that spoke a different language than English, and they tried twice to to secede from the United States. It's called Texas. How would you feel about Texas? Well, Texas is basically its own country. Texas has the largest air force. They have a they have a just they have a bigger air force than the United States Air Force does. Anyways, I'm not going to pick Celine Dion because I mean, as much as my heart will go on, um, and I'm sure hers will too. She would not be a good prime minister. I would like to stick with Canadians. Um, so, John, you know who John Candy is? Obviously. I do. Yeah, we all know who John Candy is. Yeah, he's a goddamn legend. Yes. He. Uh, so I. So I live in London, Ontario, um, which is very close to a place called Kitchener, Ontario, and they have a massive Oktoberfest celebration every year. And uh, obviously, before his passing, he used to be like the mayor of Oktoberfest. So imagine John Candy and like leader hosens, you know, you know, with a big sludge hammer knocking the cork off the huge fucking cask of beer every year, starting the opening of Oktoberfest. Like my dad told me, it was just unbelievable. He's gone and seen it. It's, you know, RIP. Um, so John Candy, salt of the earth guy. I think he would make a great prime minister. Who doesn't love John Candy? Or Rick Moranis, even. I feel like you Rick guys Moranis have more fun with beer than we do. And by the way, Rick Moranis just got sucker punched. Did you see that? Dude, I saw that. Yeah, and that's some bullshit. He just, he finally came back. And do you know why he was uh, he was out of the spotlight for so long? Because so what happened sucker was punched. His- before no well unfortunately no but his uh because he he his wife actually was diagnosed with cancer his wife passed mm. away so he stepped away from hollywood to yeah. raise his children is that like, what a great guy what right a great guy and then somebody's gonna go somebody's gonna go what a great guy buddy. what a great Jesus guy no wonder Christ. we didn't get honey i shrunk the kids part five dude they're making another one he's gonna come back but yeah so rick moranis as well too and actually i saw a thing that uh the prime minister has assembled all Mounties to protect Rick Moranis <laughs> or something like that. Something ridiculous. I don't know. I feel like sometimes Canada's a joke to America, but, uh, hey, I, I got guess. one more. I got one more on my end for you. Um, okay, because the other two are car related. And oh, don't ask me a car. Question, yeah. You told Jay. me you don't know I'm shit about a cars. Car you know well, the I difference know between bags and coilovers? Sorry, bags and what? Yeah, okay. never mind. All right. So then, <laughs> <laughs> this last question comes from Nate Smith, USA. Super good guy, doing good things. He's done, he's done a lot of uh, work for Ford. He um, he's worked for like a like a media company. They do like a lot of the, a lot of these commercials and shit. And he's super super stand up guy. So Nate, I don't even think you listen to the podcast, but if you do, thanks, brother. The question is, Nate, hey, listen is, to the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Also check out uh, this guy on the phone, uh, Bob Marshall or something. He likes to kill animals and make beef jerky, and uh, he also has a podcast called the Bob Chat Podcast. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> You're welcome. I got your back, dude. So, yeah, um, this is a good question. What keeps you motivated through rough patches? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Um, I think for me, uh, I mean, I don't want to be cliche and say like my family, obviously they do. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, what really helps us up here in Canada. We, uh, we legalize marijuana. So that seems to, mm. uh, seems to really help us a lot. So like everywhere, I mean, it's not, not we, it's not Providence to Providence thing. It's like everywhere. No, it's, it's like federal across the board, dude, the entire country in marijuana is, I can literally go on my phone right now and I could order weed to my door. It's like Uber Eats for weed. It's like, oh, some and like, dude, some guy on a bicycle will show up at my house because it's legal, though, right? It's not like we're doing illicit drugs. Like, it's you know, the government says, hey, you guys want to get high? Go to go to town. So, don't Are there think any restrictions on that. 
before we get back to the the question, are there any restrictions? Yeah. So in so in Canada, you're not legally allowed to smoke cigarettes uh, like in any buildings, and you have to actually in Canada, you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes within nine meters of a building's entrance. Um, but so basically, the law is that you can anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke marijuana. Hmm. So I could I could I could light a joint up and walk down the street downtown of my city, just walking down the street, smoking a joint, no problem. Um, but then obviously, uh, obviously it's the same with alcohol. You can't operate a motor vehicle. You know, if you get pulled over and you're high, you're going to get a DUI. Um, but for the most part, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're, you're, you know, not smoking at playgrounds or in a car or inside of a building, you're good to go, man. That's it. So it's the weed that, uh, keeps you motivated through rough patches. Well, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I'm. Now like, I don't think weed has ever motivated myself. anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, now I sound like a dependent marijuana user. Like, oh, I need weed to get through my life. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I just wanted to try to get that in there somewhere. But no, it's uh, what motivates me, I guess, would be just, you know, just the fundamentals of, of what I want to do with my life. You know, like if I want something, I got to work for it. I got to keep going. You know, my friends, my family. I got two cats. You know, I love my cats. You know, I don't, you know just what, the things that I love and what I like to do. It's like, I, there's a lot of shit I like to do. And, you got shit to live you know, for. Not, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's it. And if you don't, you know, then, and, and a lot of people don't, which is unfortunate, but uh, hopefully those people can, you know, find some help and, and, and find something to want to live for and to help them get through it. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, that's a tough, it's a good question. It's a tough question though, but it's, I think, I think as long as you have a goal and you, and you, you know, you have things that you focus on and, and you have, things that you strive to do with yourself and your life, then, I mean, that's all you got to do is just focus on those things and go to town. I think for me, what Um, motivates me through rough patches is I think the fear of failure and it could be a fake fear. Yeah. The, I know I've, I know I've been in worse places in my life, no matter what life throws at me right now. I've been pretty fortunate that I haven't had to deal with anything other than superficial issues. You know, like this year has been absolutely hell for a lot of people. At least down here it has. Down here as in the U.S. of A. So when I was unemployed for most of the year, it it was okay because I knew that I was one of like 30 million people that didn't have a job. So it's like you don't feel like a loser. You don't feel like you're unemployable. You know what I mean? And then um, it just gave me time to do other stuff like work on this podcast and eventually build up enough confidence to ask you to come on the show. (laughs) <laughs> oh come on you're, you're very you're a modest guy you're so modest no you dude you do an amazing job and i uh i i, I appreciate it and i relish in the opportunity to uh to come on your show man it's great i really it's awesome i uh and honestly dude even if we weren't recording this i would i would have loved to just have a phone call with you like go uh, on you're a great guy and uh <laughs> what <laughs> go on yes yes how can my listeners find you like where where can we reach? Because we I were talking earlier. You don't have a Twitter, and and bless you for that. Yeah, I know. I was I wanted to get one, but you totally turned me off of that. No, I don't, I don't get know it. If I want it anymore. Don't get Twitter. Okay. Don't add me, anybody. Um, no, but uh, yeah, if you if you guys like a yeah, it's like it's a comedy show. We shoot the shit. We have a good time. Obviously, uh, Jay's our biggest uh, fan, number one fan, uh, at least our biggest spar. Do you have five? Anyways, yeah. Um, do we have five? Is you have five. five. If I'm fans? one, so so listeners, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get <laughs> the Bob Chat show, the Bob Chat podcast, at least ten listeners. 
And I'll say something about your show. I'll say something about your show. And it's the same thing yeah. I told you before. When I listened to the first time, I was like, this sounds like a morning radio show. Like, this is the perfect thing to listen to first thing in the morning on your way to work, when you're oh. sitting at your desk, when you're fucking tuning in. Morning show on satellite radio because there's some language and some adult content, but it's just a fun, good time. And it's just something that you like to hear in the morning. And it's not full of a bunch of crank calls you know, and stupid shit like I hear on a lot of other radio stations, no yeah, matter exactly. where I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I mean, we, we try to give it like a like a real deal. I mean, it's it's basically just a couple of buddies sitting around having a good time shooting the shit and, you know, and cracking jokes. And that's what it is. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. It, it means a lot. And you uh, were on Facebook, obviously, uh, at Bob Chat Podcast or on Instagram at Bob Chat Podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, um, YouTube, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so we do do the podcast, which is just audio, but we also have a Bob Chat Podcast Network. Uh, so we kind of make, uh, we have a number of uh, revolving like short internet shows. Um, so that's on the YouTube. Uh, so basically, search Bob Chat, one word, and then podcasts. And uh, yeah, there's a, it's all over the place. So if you guys have a chance, check it out. Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. All right, Bob, thank you for joining the show, man. You're the realist. No, dude, you're the realist. Don't even say that, buddy. You're the realist. All right, you want me to? You want me to give you one more A before I go, or what? Hell yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> Multiple A's. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, you got her, buddy. Oh Jesus. Oh, actually, Jay, I want to ask you one more quick thing uh, because I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, so now, when you go to get a coffee and you want want to get two creams and two sugars in it, what do you say? Two cream, two sugar. Mm, let me get a large coffee too. Yeah, two cream, two sugar. Yeah, so in Canada, we say double-double. Double-double. I don't think they would know what yeah, I mean when I order that. And, and I, I drink coffee a lot, and I drink cafe Americanos as they are. Yes, but when yeah. I go to McDonald's, that's the only time I get like a regular coffee, typically a large, and I'll say like one cream, one sugar, two cream, two sugars. I think if I said double-double, yeah, so, I would confuse the hell out of them. Yeah, so that's a, that's a total Canadian thing. So if I go to a coffee shop and I say, I just want one cream, one sugar, I say, I want a large regular. If I want a two cream, two sugar, I say, I want a large double-double. If I want three, I say triple-triple. So, yeah, I, I knew I knew you guys wouldn't say that because I've gone to the States and I've been like, oh, yeah, let me get a double-double. They're like, what are you talking about? So, like, it's, it's too right? early. We don't, crazy? lunch isn't open yet. We don't have no fucking burgers. Besides, you want a double-double, <laughs> you got to go to, I think, is that Wendy's or Burger King? Like, who has the double-double? Yeah, where is that? McDonald's, or they have the McDonald's. No, we don't have the, there's the double cheeseburger. I don't think we call it the double-double. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's like, in and out. so different. Man. I just Googled it. In, in a double-double is in and out So that's actually a burger down there. Yeah, so in and out is, and people are going to hate me I for know this, what it's the most I know overrated fucking burger place in the entire world, in and out Their burgers aren't good, their fries suck. How's Carl's Jr.? I've never had it. I hear it's good, though. I'm a fan. Are you? Okay. I don't go well, often. I, I want to try one day. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's is the same. Depending okay. on where you are in the U.S., you may see Hardee's. You may see Carl's Jr. They're the same. It's good. I mean, I'm not going to look for one when I'm out on the highway doing a road trip. Like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I'm just gonna, I wish I could find a Carl's Jr. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for, for, for coming on the on. show. Really, yeah. yeah, dude, of course. Anytime. I, uh, I hope that you want to come on my show sometime, too. Yeah, anytime, man. All right. Thanks again, guys. And uh, you guys have a great day, eh? Again, I want to thank Bob Marshall for being able to come by and do the Q&A segment with me.
You guys got to check out his podcast. A lot of fun. That's the Bob Chat Podcast. All ran together one word. Special thanks to Jen, Simply Jonesy, and Alex Gamina at Alex Gamina. All ran together. Check the episode details. The links will be in there. Still trying to run down Noel G. So he'll be coming up hopefully in a future episode sooner than later before the end of the year. Have a few other special guests lined up. Try to get them on before the end of the year. I want to thank NSX Channel as always, Kuya Automotive and higher quality detail. Special thanks to Warriors Collection brand. I want to give a special shout out to Shaping Success with Wes Tangersley. Wake Up with Wonder with Jason B. Godoy. Limitless Possibilities podcast with Zach Johnson. And See Through It podcast with Brian Sales. If you want to email the show, you can hit me up at hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, NA2NSX, or JTravels. If you like the show, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this on Apple, I need more reviews, I need more ratings so I can climb up the chart. I can't grow unless you tell the world how fantastic this podcast is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. Shut up!